0: Welcome to the Mouska Moms Podcast, a Disney planning podcast where we enjoy conversations and cocktails with a Disney twist. We're your hosts, Jennifer. Hi. Lori. Hi. And Juliana, that's me. Today, let's talk about park hopping in Walt, Walt Disney World. Currently, guests at Walt Disney World are not able to hop until 2 p.m. after swiping into their reserved theme park of the day. This can make it hard to visit more than one park in a single day unless you take our advice about how to maximize these ticket add on features. We'll walk you through it, but first. The Mouska Cocktail. All right.
1: Park hopping takes a lot out of you. So we're going to choose a cocktail with an energy kick to help you stay motivated to keep going to those parks. So we just aired an episode all about the best coffee at Walt Disney World. So we wanted to pick something a little bit different. Um, So we decided to pick a drink from Joy of Tea at the China Pavilion in Epcot. Um, it, there is a bubble milk tea, which is a peach black tea, um, with boba beads. And you can see the faces being made because they mentioned the word peach. and not boba.
0: Peach.
1: Oh, Boba was delicious. Delicious. Um, for all those boba people, it is delicious. And it's peach black tea. So I can get behind this because you're not drinking snap schnapps. Yes, no, smells. I like peach black tea. What's
0: the booziness in this? There's no boozy. That's oh, it's, it's just, just caffeine. Yes, it's just tea. Oh, I'd rather drink the hibiscus tea with no caffeine and booze in it. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that's a little inside joke ladies and gentlemen. Oh, dear God. <laughs>
2: One of the biggest requests that we get from guests are from people who want to visit all four Walt Disney World theme parks during their visit, but they only have three days to do it. Our advice add the park hopper option to your ticket. Uh, The pricing for park hoppers is an additional $75 per ticket for a two to three day ticket, or an additional $85 or $90 per ticket for those four to 10 day tickets. But the park hopper option can be a worthwhile addition, especially for those quick trips where you need to pack in a lot of punch. And so we have our top tips for you to get the most out of this park hopping upgrade. So coming in at number five, something that you've heard us say often for many reasons, but especially in this situation, you're gonna wanna stay at a deluxe resort Um, With access to extra evening hours in select parks on select days, that's a great way to catch the fireworks show at that theme park that has the extra hours and then take advantage of experiencing more rides and attractions because there are lower wait times, fewer crowds. Um, And then Juliana wants us to also stay in. She (laughs) She does. She wants to take it a step further. She also wants to turn on her
0: mic. I always take it a step further, because I think in addition to staying at a deluxe resort, you need to stay. Sorry, guys, I was muted. It's making me laugh. Um, Anyway, in addition to staying at a deluxe resort, I'm going to take it a step further and say that you should stay at an Epcot area resort or one of the... um, Yeah, because... Then you can easily walk to two parks. So you can kind of bang them out. You can make either Hollywood Studios or Epcot your late night park and just meander on home at the end. So worth considering staying at one of those guys. Or even maybe even Riviera with the Skyliner. I was going to
1: say, I think staying on the Skyliner right now, because you're able to get to Epcot and Hollywood Studios so easily, plus you're in the vicinity of being home. Um, We've done it where we've done Hollywood Studios, Skyliner to Epcot, and then Monorail from Epcot to Magic Kingdom. Because um, that works out really, really well to be able to park up all three of those.
0: Yeah, so there's a lot of strategies, but I think that the the take-home message is here to really consider about your transportation if this is something that you want to do. So, but I mean, you could do Caribbean beach then, which is not a deluxe, or you could do pop, which is not a deluxe, but they're on the Skyliner. I know. I mean, I wouldn't do it, but you could. <laughs> I mean,
2: I wouldn't do it, but I would do, you Caribbean
0: beach, do. But I, you know, we all know that I like, I, I'm lucky enough to be able to stay where I like to stay. So what can you say? All right.
2: What is Absolutely. our next all right. So coming in at number four, you really need to make sure that you are planning ahead. So that means you need to look at the calendar and park hours and times before your stay and plan out your days accordingly. Keep a particular close eye on those extra evening hours and the firework schedule, as we were saying before. Um, There's no nighttime show in Animal Kingdom, so this would be a great park to start in, but it doesn't make sense to end in this park because of the early closing hours and the lack of evening entertainment. So you really do need to know what it is that you're going to see in each park. This is a great tip for someone who's been to the Walt Disney World theme parks many, many times. But um, if you haven't, it's especially important to work with an expert so that they can advise you on where to start, where to go, where to end, all that stuff. Um, but know your calendar. Know the park hours.
1: And know that the calendar changes.
2: And know that the calendar changes. So they
1: like to put the calendar out around 50-ish days that you start to see it. But then around 10 days, they tend to extend hours. And right. You follow yeah. these group groups; they all say blah blah blah. Extended their hours for the yeah. weekend, blah blah blah. So.
2: And, and this also, this plan of seeing all four parks in just three days is not a trip where you're going to want to stop and smell the roses. Um, you're you're going to want to maximize it, which is why you're getting the park hopper ticket. But know your calendar. We do have some tips coming in for you to make sure that you don't lose your mind and. Um, and still have a nice trip. Um, number three, here's here's one of those ways where you're not going to go crazy. Don't
0: hop right at two o'clock. This okay. one is counterintuitive, right? Like we always tell people get there early, be the first ones there, but... Um... You know, even if you, let's say you're at Magic Kingdom and you want to hop over to Epcot, even if you left Magic Kingdom at one thirty to do that, or what time would you advise leaving to be at Epcot right at 2? Would you give it an... I wouldn't advise leaving right at two. Right. So, or to (laughs) arrive right at two, I mean, like, yeah, it just, it doesn't make sense. There's going to be crowds. Everyone's trying to do it at the same time. And I
1: will say, we thought that they'd be somewhat lenient on this. They are not. They literally watch their clocks and they put the crowd to the side and won't let them enter until exactly two
2: o'clock.
0: Yeah. It's not like lightning lanes where they give you like a five minute grace period. Mm -mm. It Which is,
2: is why, you know, when, when you are hopping, you're not going to really want to go right at two. Don't rush it because you're going to be rushing it with everyone else. And then it does bottleneck right at two o'clock because they really are strict
0: about letting you in. So, um,
2: I would even venture to say,
0: use this as your midday break time. Like if you are the type of family who's going to take a break in the middle of the day, leave one park, go back to the hotel, chill, whatever. And then head to your second park, maybe around three-ish. Which
2: is another strong argument for staying on a, a, at a, at a hotel that's on one of the lines or walking distance or. Yeah. For sure. You can do that. Um, Advice coming in at number two is make good use of your individual lightning lanes. This is kind of an obvious one, but uh, with individual lightning lanes, you are able to purchase two a day and they don't need to be in the same theme park. They can't be in the same theme park because there is only one individual lightning lane capability in each theme park. but Except
0: Magic Kingdom now. Except Magic Kingdom
2: now. Yeah um the individual lightning lanes remember are those um skip the line tickets that are offered for the most popular attraction in each park it's an extra um surcharge to ride that ride but don't leave it to chance or virtual queue again we're talking about making the most out of the short time you have and making the most means that you're going to want to guarantee for these rides. So
0: you also want to be able to pick when you can ride it with yes. your regular genie, with with virtual cues you don't know. And with if you're waiting in a standby line, you're going to be waiting a very long time. So this is kind of nice, especially if you're doing, say, one individual lightning lane, you're doing Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Whale, or um, I'm sorry, Seven Dwarfs Mine Train in the morning. At Magic Kingdom, and then you want to do Guardians in the evening at Epcot, you can do them both and make sure that you schedule it that way if, of course, it's available. Yeah. Yes.
1: So the individual lightning lanes, like Jen said, are the top ones at each park. So it's Flight of Passage, then it's Rise of the Resistance, And Seven Dwarfs, now Tron's been added, and then Guardians of the Galaxy. So I think the coolest thing would do Guardians of the Galaxy and then Tron if I could ride Guardians of the Galaxy. But in my head, (laughs) if I could ride Guardians of the Galaxy, the best
0: day would be Guardians of the Galaxy and then Tron. This is a great idea. This is a good idea. I might have to try this over spring break, except Uh, the problem is it's spring break and it would be a challenge. But I also want to be able to ride Tron as many times as possible in one day. Mm-hmm. Too. Mm-hmm. Yes. Anyway, we digress.
2: We digress. But the other bit of advice here that goes along with this is you don't always hear this from us, but you are going to want to purchase your Genie Plus um, for the day while you're doing this this challenge of getting all four theme parks into three days. We don't always recommend it, but it definitely becomes imperative if you're planning on squeezing you know, the maximum amount of things to do uh, in three days. Prioritize. This is, again, where that planning ahead is going to come really handy. You're going to want to really sit down with the people you're traveling with. Take a look at the calendars, the park hours, the fireworks schedule, and then prioritize your must do's in each park so that you have an idea and you have a plan you know, we're very much like fly by the seat of our pants, smell the roses kind of people. But when you're trying to really maximize what you can do and see, you're gonna want to you're gonna want to plan ahead.
0: Yeah, I mean, if that if that is for sure your goal to maximize this, I mean, you can you can get a park hopper and be a stop and smell the roses and still do all these things. You know, that's it true. almost might even be. I mean, we're telling you how to get the most of it, right? That's our that's the the purpose of this episode but as people who visit you know with annual passes who visit disney world often i love to the park hopper because i can just meander even more okay <laughs> so that's another way to use it for sure but but for Absolutely. the purposes of this conversation we're talking about getting the most bang for your buck with it
1: yeah and for people that don't know too when you purchase genie plus you're not just purchasing it for the park you can use it for multiple parks um right. to me this is one of the biggest pluses uh yeah. when you get the park hopper plus genie plus Is then you can start, you could be ride three rides in magic kingdom and be like, all right, well, we want to go to Epcot later today. So let's start making some lining up some genie plus reservations for the afternoon. And the nice part is, is genie, there will be availability come four, five, six, seven, eight o'clock at night. And you can start lining up all those genie pluses for that time, um, which really makes park hopping fantastic.
0: Right. So this is why I love the idea of like that midday break before exactly. park hopping. Like, let's say you go to Magic Kingdom with the early morning, bang out as much as you can, and then figure you'll go back there maybe another day in the afternoon, right? So then you can go back to your hotel, chill a little bit, take a dip, whatever. But all that time in the morning, you're stacking your Genie pluses. Cause what Lori means is you can, you can book one right at 7am and then you can book one again, two hours after the park opens. And then you can book one, you know, so it's every two hours. How many can you hold at a time? If you There's no maximum. So you're just doing every two hours. So we've done
1: it where we went to magic kingdom. We bought individual lightning lanes. We've done one Genie plus there. Then we chose to use the rest of Genie plus for Epcot. So, come eleven o'clock, I was then stacking all of my reservations for. So you park. booked
0: one at eleven o'clock for at later in the evening, and then you book one for at one o'clock for later in the evening, and then at three o'clock for later in the evening, yep. based on availability, of course. Correct. But it's a pretty strong strategy for park hopping.
1: Yeah, it's it was really nice because we took that midday break. We were at the Riviera. We took the midday mm-hmm. break, and then we had them lined up at five thirty, six o'clock, six fifteen. And we just went from one to the other to the other. It was great.
0: It's nice too, because it makes the idea of going to a park in the evening when crowds might be a little bit higher, it makes it less daunting. You're like, I got this. I know what I'm doing. I can take it sort of chill and get from here to there. I really like it. It's
2: a good way to stop and smell the roses too. Yes. By freeing up some time midday so that you can go to your monorail resort or your walking resort or your skyliner resort which, you yeah know.
0: so yes. like regardless of how much you're trying to get done you know using to maximize your park hopper whatever your goal is you just the point is you just need to have a plan you need to prioritize your must-do's and and come up with one and now a word from our sponsors mouse Kamams are avid travel enthusiasts and our podcast is sponsored by kingdom and cruise travel If you are interested in booking a vacation to Disney or any other worldwide destination, be sure to check out the website, kingdomandcruise.com, and their Facebook page, Kingdom and Cruise Travel. I feel like before we get to number one, maybe, I don't know, like how would you specifically do it with three days? Like which way would you maneuver through the part. Well
2: that's why you need to plan. You need to know what the calendar is, <laughs> you right? Do not- well,
0: assuming it's late nights at, at on Mondays and Wednesdays like mm-hmm. we said and and mm-hmm. the hours as they've the, you know, like spring break is coming up or is here, um the way the
1: hours look now. My biggest recommendation is to pair and you're not going to like this, but to pair Animal Kingdom with epcot
0: um, no, but that's how I do it. Yeah, Actually, though, no, I think I pair it. Yeah,
1: no, that's the best way to do it. That's the one I recommend because Epcot really, I mean, they open up at 930, 30 but the kiosks, everything around the world, not till 11. So I tell people do Animal Kingdom first in the morning, get the animals done good and pop out at noon. And then you're in Epcot and Epcot usually stays open just as late as Magic Kingdom, if not a little bit before. But then you're set to go over there. And that's the ones I usually pair. Hollywood Studios is usually a big time commitment when it comes to all the rides and waiting in lines. And Magic Kingdom's a full day um, for most people. I,
0: I do it this way too. But I was wondering if they're... Because like, I think just Epcot's just the best evening park overall yes. of all of them. Um, and Magic Kingdom too. I like to hit Magic Kingdom in the evening even though it's more crowded and whatever. But especially if I have some stacked you know um genie pluses yeah that's
1: when i tend to tell people logistically transportation wise it doesn't work out the best no in regards to the parks themselves i just think animal kingdom and epcot just pair very well together for they do
0: they do but i do i also like magic kingdom and epcot and of course if you're staying at one of those um like i get really sick of hollywood studios by the middle of the day so I'm happy to get out of there. I mean, I I have such a love hate relationship with that park. So I'm happy to get out of there after. My vacations are usually done by one o'clock, and I need Epcot to help me
1: exactly. Get Hollywood Studios,
0: exactly. I say make your park reservations at the three other parks: Hollywood Studios, Magic Kingdom, and and Animal Kingdom, and then just plan to hit Epcot in the evenings, there you or go. except on the days where you want to go to other nighttime shows, like yeah. But if yeah, you're talking
1: first time family goers, they've never been to Disney before. Those are typically the two parks I pair mm-hmm. together because mm-hmm. if they've ever been, Hollywood Studios has a lot of, you know,
0: lands and stuff that kids really want to spend. Right. In. Right. I think we've made it clear as mud that there are a <laughs> lot of different ways to to schedule your parks when you're park hopping. But overall, the tips still apply. These are the things you need to consider so far, Right you need to consider where you're staying, you need to consider the park hours, you need to not park hop right at two, and you need to plan using your individual lightning lanes and genie pluses. And the number one reason, woohoo, or the number one thing, tip, whatever. Another one tip. So,
2: I mean, the big thing about Disney World parks are the characters. You're going there because you're a big fan of Disney and you want to see the characters and I get it. So if characters are important to you. This is going to be key. You need to do the things that are ma- going to maximize your time. You're going to kill two birds with one stone and do a character meal. Um, you have to eat. So you might as well maximize your dining by eating and meeting characters at the same time so totally agree.
0: you might think like that's counterintuitive too these character meals can take an hour and a half two hours if I have to wait for my table but if you want to wait in line to meet characters if you need to meet all those princesses and it's such a special we've talked about this so much it's such a special way to meet Mickey or pooh or Tiana Ew. <laughs> this, I do it just this is a
2: great. Her. <laughs> this is a great way to multitask and to accomplish lots of things all at once. So you're eating. You
1: can meet Tiana in a. In a I know, her, she's still <laughs>
2: on it. Oh my God. Oh, I know. You can't. Well done. You
1: can't. Um, No, but I will say one of my favorite ways of doing this is if you do Animal Kingdom and Epcot as your park hop days, and those are the two that you're going to do, to do a breakfast at Tusker House is one of the better ones to see all the main characters. But I do it at 10 30, 11 o'clock. Mm-hmm. for breakfast. So I give the kids a quick little snack in the morning. That way you take advantage of early mornings, get some rides done, go on the safari. Then at 1030, you're able to go ahead and sit down and have breakfast. Plus that kind of counts as a lunch too. And again, you can feed them more snacks at one o'clock.
0: I, I use, the, I employ the midday like, or the mid morning breakfast a lot at, at Disney. All right. So I guess that leaves us to the Mouska tip, which we've been telling you how to get your most out of park hoppers. But we're also going to tell you not to rush yourselves, you know, like, yes, you want to get a lot done. Maybe here's some tips on how to do it, but you can't park hop until two anyway these days. So just don't be stressed in your first park about what you're going to do in your second park. Take your time. Enjoy yourself. Like we said, take that midday break if you need to, and then go ahead and hop on over after three. I say after three. Yeah. Um, so ease into your day a little bit. All
1: right. All righty. Well, most friends, there you have it. Our top tips on how to get the most out of your park hopper tickets in Walt Disney World. What do you think? Do you have any tips we missed? Tell us more. Just a quick reminder to check out our Facebook group, Mouse Bombs Podcast, to dive deeper into this and all things Disney and Disney planning. Be sure to follow our show so that you receive notifications when new content is released and you never miss an episode. And please consider writing us a, a review as well. We'd really appreciate it. Now
0: it's time to
2: say goodbye to all our companies. Soon, K-E-Y. Why? Because we like you. L-